0: Therapy can be a productive and healthy way to better yourself, improve your mental health, as well as boost your self-esteem and outlook on life. Today we're going to chat about
1: our personal experiences with therapy and our thoughts about how these experiences impacted us. She, a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm
0: Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And and we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone, and welcome to our 33rd episode of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next woman of the week.
1: Yeah, and thank you to everyone who participated in the fun series of polls we did on our Instagram story. We want to definitely do more of them soon because we love seeing what you guys have to say about your experiences, so uh, look out for
0: those. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about our experience with therapy. Um, Tiana and I, of course, are not mental health professionals, so this is in no way advice on what to do if you're seeking professional help or considering it.
1: Exactly. The choice to go to therapy is yours. We've just been asked to cover this topic quite a few times now by a few different people. So instead of offering advice, we're going to talk about our experience with therapy to sort of hopefully normalized talking about mental health which leads us to our woman of the week shout out yep
0: for this episode we want to shout out our woman of the week crystal who sent us a message requesting that we cover this topic from our perspective as she wants to hear our experiences with therapy because she is considering going as well and similar to you, Crystal,
1: I also live with anxiety, and I have since I was a child, which is something I'm really going
0: to talk about today, kind of for the first time. Maybe this can be a form of therapy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, talking things out can really be a form of therapy for sure. Um, I've also uh, been to therapy, or as how like we would call it at home, counseling, as a teenager and into my 20s, and yeah, I definitely found this experience very uh, very important because it was me time. Yeah, and so if we
1: both had very different experiences with therapy. I was very young when my doctor suggested I see someone for my anxiety because my anxiety was leading to insomnia, which I'll elaborate on. But you ended up seeing a therapist at what at what age again? You said... Um... When you were a teenager,
0: yeah, I started just with um, a school counselor that I didn't even know existed. Imagine, I had no idea that there was this mysterious woman who came in once a week to support students. Like we were never aware that there was this support system in school, which highlights the stigma. But I spoke to a teacher one day about some problems I was having, and she suggested that like I see this counselor who came in every week, and, I was and like, this oh my is God. in high school, yeah, yeah. Sorry, in yeah, secondary school. So, um, I was I don't know 17 maybe and then continued then to see separate counselor after that when I was in college um yeah well until until I was like 22 or something I think but yeah, I, I loved it. I really, really loved it. And I, I'm not seeing a counsellor right now and I, I miss it. I really do. Yeah, you had a but, great um, experience. I did. I had a good experience. Yeah. But uh, what was your experience with therapy? Well, my experience with
1: therapy took place when I was a child and I'm talking like an age of single digits. I want to say maybe nine years old. Uh, I'm an only child and at that age I was having a lot of trouble sleeping and not just you know tossing and turning sleeping I'm talking about bedroom light on wide awake afraid to fall asleep like convinced something bad was going to happen and it went on for months even years before my mom suggested that we should you know talk to my family doctor about it so I did and my doctor suggested therapy which at that age I didn't really understand like I understood okay I'm going to see some lady once every week or two that's going to help me you know with my sleeping slash anxiety and I remember feeling skeptical even then but at the age of nine almost like I was disappointed with the lack of conversation happening in my therapy sessions so the therapist like wanted me to draw things out or write things down during our sessions and I was actually very up for just like talking I wasn't shy to talk so I personally, even at that age, found the drawings and workbooks like for me kind of pointless. And I'm not like a good artist or drawer in general. So I didn't love having to draw my feelings out. Like, okay, here's an ugly stick figure. Now, why do I have anxiety? You know? (laughs) So I actually switched therapists about a year later and she was better. But still, though, I don't think I really got as much as I would have liked to from it. Whereas I think now, if I was to go to therapy, it would be different since I know myself a lot better.
0: Yeah, I think as well, the therapists that you were seeing were trying their best to be like very age appropriate with you because you were very young. But that's like where I think, you know, in therapy, you should be establishing Okay, who is it that is, is coming in here? Get to know them and figure out what works best for yeah. them in terms of therapy. So not every case you is were the same. nine and you were young when I was nine. And if I had anxiety, I would have definitely preferred to maybe, you know, an, yeah, an alternative um, form of therapy. So maybe drawing or whatever. But you were not like that. Yeah, that just wasn't so, something I wanted to do to express my feelings. Yeah, and they should have picked up on that you were well able to speak about your feelings. So that should have been a form of therapy that you were going to have instead of drawing because you found that pointless.
1: Yeah, and I guess I didn't really understand the extent of therapy to say like, hey, like, can we stop drawing and can we talk kind of thing or whatever, because I thought that's what it was. You know, at that age, you don't really know anything else and you don't know what what to compare it to.
0: Exactly, and like the, the adults in the room, they should pick up on those signals. But then as well, like there are... Um, different forms of therapy and a lot of people don't know that a lot of people don't know that you know you don't just have to go into a room and sit there and talk um, you can go in there and sit there and not talk at all um, you can also go in and draw you can go in and cry you can go in and play with clay I used to play yeah. with clay as I spoke because I like to fidget <laughs> i do that all the time i'm constantly moving my fingers when i'm doing it right now like when i talk so i needed um a clay or like even like a marble or something like that in my hand when i was talking because i felt more comfortable and i could look at the clay or the marble and concentrate on that instead of looking into the eyes of like the therapist because i was like awkward um so there are a lot of different forms um there's even um you know horticulture therapy people do gardening yeah as they talk or they don't speak at all they just like um it's therapeutic you know so there are lots of different forms there's even walking therapy you can go to your therapist just gonna and say, go for a walk yeah. well I
1: think I, if I were to go to therapy now especially now that I know myself a lot better than when I was like nine years old I would want to talk to a therapist while we went for a walk when I'm walking that's probably when I think the most but I also feel the most comfortable talking to someone
0: it kind of like opens you up absolutely you're less conscious of yourself like and the room you, you, you in the room you don't have someone sitting opposite you like um staring at you investigating <laughs> you and in, examining you like you know you just have a very casual environment where yeah you feel a lot more comfortable I even remember like if there was anything that was bothering me as a kid and I wanted to talk to my mother about it like I would prefer to go for a drive with her and sit in the car so that I didn't have the pressure of looking at her and her looking at me was a lot easier to talk to her about like my problems when I was sitting in the passenger seat next to her so when you think about things like that you need to go for like the types of therapy that like suit you not like conventional if the conventional sitting in a room one-on-one with someone intimidates you there are other options and a lot of people don't realize that
1: I think that's the most important thing like people don't realize there are different types of therapy not Mm -hmm. even just like the ones where the purpose is to diagnose you you can you know go for a walk you can play with clay you can do all this other kind of stuff that might yeah I'm really glad you said that
0: though because like you know when I went to counseling it was never for the purpose of diagnosing me with anything um yeah I was
1: gonna ask about your experience with therapy as well
0: yeah it was just it was like an hour for me once a week or every two weeks whichever like worked at my schedule because I was in college Um. so, yeah, it was it was me time. It was really important that like I had that hour to myself. If I wanted to go in and sit there and not talk about anything, I would. If I wanted to have a good cry, I would. If I wanted just to have someone to listen to me instead of venting to my friends or family. I had a professional who was sitting there who was giving her time once a week to listen to me and that was really important that I had somebody so it, she didn't diagnose me with anything I didn't need diagnosing which is really important to point out as well that like a lot of people are intimidated by therapy because they think I oh I have a behavioral issue that needs to be addressed and the truth is that's not always the case and that's why there's a taboo because people think oh god you're going to counseling there's there's something wrong with you and that's not the case at all yeah i agree you know we all are human and we all have um strengths and weaknesses and usually all of our weaknesses are similar you know I we mean, all have areas to we improve all have, on you know but not only that we all are self-conscious we're all you know we all get nervous about things we dread things we are hard on ourselves like we all go through things like that so to just to, to seek therapy for that reason like they're should be no taboo surrounding it you know
1: yeah and one of the questions I wanted to ask you was you know why do you think people are so skeptical of therapy is it you know like the shame surrounding because because that's what I would say like yeah
0: I think maybe it comes from you know you know in the past when, when people think of psychology or psychoanalysis and all of that they straight away think of those um insane asylums, straight jackets, all of those type of things. Like this, the extreme it, the yeah. extreme. And that's where our mentality has come from. So today in 2020 when we think of therapy, like we're a lot less extreme, but we still tend to associate it with shame because we're like, oh what's wrong with you? And no one would say to someone who has like a physical like illness, like if if someone said to somebody who has cancer like and, you know oh my god like you've got cancer like you're crazy blah blah, blah. no one would say that yeah, no. but when it comes to a mental illness like we all have them just like we all get physical illnesses but we associate it with like you're crazy which is so damaging because we all have mental um, anguishes and, and struggles and stuff like it's part of being a human so in terms of like normalizing it and stuff therapy is a great avenue to take to um, To feel better about yourself. You know, it's the medicine for mental health. Yeah,
1: I think people tend to be skeptical of therapy because there's a lot of shame surrounding mental health. It's not something we talk about often. We don't really talk to our friends or family about how our mental health is. People are also afraid to communicate and especially about themselves. Kind of like what you said, people um, associate therapy with a certain thing or a certain experience that they don't wanna go through, maybe. But, you know, like you said, for you, it was an hour of you time. And that's exactly what it is, I think, when you start really going to therapy and enjoying it and fi- you find a therapist or form of therapy that really works for you. So, did you find therapy to be beneficial?
0: Yeah, I really did. And the reason being, I wasn't looking for answers from my counselor, I was looking for me to find a way to unravel what was going on in my head and to deal with emotions that I was having and to find a way to assemble my thoughts like in a really healthy way um I d- I was like I didn't want to like lash out at people in my life because I was feeling a certain way and I didn't go to my counselor for her to give me solutions and homework and to go away and be like okay now Sophie we're going to try fix you because this is what's wrong with you and we're going to fi- try fix you I never went in thinking that was going to be my experience and it wasn't it was very much like she sat there and listened i spoke sometimes i didn't sometimes i didn't speak until the last 5 minutes um i would go in there and just stare at the wall but it still was important for me to show up and go so it was beneficial for me because I spoke a lot, she listened, and it wasn't like she would ask me, like, you know, the very cliche, like, oh, how did that make you feel? She would ask me specific questions that would force me almost to think about it, and to to figure out, like, my emotions myself. And that's what I needed, because I don't see her anymore, but I'm still able to apply um a lot of what I learned in those sessions today without her if you know what I mean of course so she she steered some conversations not all of them but she didn't necessarily give me advice she just steered like how the conversation would go and that allowed me to like I said like process my emotions well I think a
1: lot of people have to be willing to do the work themselves because you're not you're probably not going to go to a therapist that's going to like give you a step-by-step of what you should do you know you have to come to those conclusions on your own and be willing to put in the work to reach those conclusions
0: yeah of course well you know that's like part of going to therapy if you're making that decision yourself to go then obviously you are willing to do some work on yourself but it's really really important also to mention that like going to therapy doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you have like a long list of things that you need to work on and do going to therapy also just means Going for that hour for yourself where, you know, you talk or you don't talk or you're listened to, you know, where you have unconditional support so it's not like you necessarily need to go because you need to take off this long list of things you need to fix in your life and you go away and you work on it until the next session it doesn't have to be like that like you're in control of it you know I just like for anyone listen who's like thinking about therapy I don't want you to feel like this is going to be like a huge task and you're going to have homework to do like obviously you want to better yourself but it can just be A form of support, you know, that you need. I've, you know, I've even heard of people going to counselling where they suffer from from insomnia or they have a very busy life or very busy schedule and they go there to sleep on the couch for an hour. (laughs) That happens. People, that's literally, it's your time. It's an hour for you, so you do whatever you want with that hour. Yeah, you decide how you want to spend that hour. If you yes. want to sleep, meditate, exactly. talk. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Um. I have like an interesting question for you because I also want to touch on it, my experience of this. But do you have like any specific examples of like things your your therapist would say to you or how she would steer the conversation? Like from when you were nine.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know nine years old, there's not that many years of life. So a lot of it was getting into like very early years of childhood, like maybe, I don't know, ages two to eight, I guess, of whatever had happened before then. And it was a lot of like, almost like assumptions about how I grew up. And instead of actually asking me, my therapist would come to like conclusions for me and say, well, maybe this, this is because of this. And I didn't necessarily agree. So I think hmm. that's where you and I had different experiences because the therapy I did when I was you know from nine to I want to say maybe 12 wasn't very beneficial for me
0: I'm glad you said that yeah because I know you asked me and I wanted to ask you that as well but I wanted to know like you know was there any specific things that she said to you that maybe you took away or you were like no that did not work for me
1: I think a lot of the focus was on meditation for me because Mm. I was dealing with anxiety and I still am but I have ways of like managing and coping with it now that are different from when I was a kid but a lot of it was trying to get me to meditate in my own time as well and listen to these like de-stress tapes and all of that sort of stuff so I do remember doing that and I put in the work I did them every night but I found for me that wasn't helping me cope with worrying about the day. I understand the tactic there. Like, you know, you're going to de-stress and meditate. But like telling a nine-year-old to like meditate seriously, like isn't the same as telling, you know, a 20-something-year-old that. Like, because a nine-year-old's like, okay, so I just close my eyes and listen to the tape? Like, Mm. you know, so... I think for me, it would have been beneficial to sit in that room and use the time to talk because that's what I liked.
0: Yeah. You know, when you think about it, I actually think it should be the opposite. I think kids should be the ones talking and adults should should probably be the ones drawing. I would love to just like meditate now and go to therapy. Because kids may not understand meditation and drawing. They have learned to speak. You know, that's what they want to do. Kids speak so honest. Adults, we talk all the time and we're constantly busy. So we're probably looking for an hour where we don't have to do that. We don't have to have like the attention on us and instead just sit there and draw and see what comes out. Or maybe it just feels good. Maybe just as an adult feels good to sit in a room and draw. Like I guarantee you'd probably walk away and feel great. But a child, yeah, I actually think it would have been very beneficial for you to actually speak.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of the times therapy can help you untangle years of trauma that, you know, especially if you're someone who doesn't often talk about your past or feel as if you don't have anyone to talk to, therapy for many can be a safe space. Mm. So, of course, I recognize that, you know, you're never too young to go to therapy. At that age, I don't think I was ever going to get as much out of it as I could have like now you know so if Mm -hmm. I was to go now I think there'd be a a different approach I'm not like opposed or against it even though I didn't have like the greatest experience it was almost like back then I didn't have any strong feelings towards it either way I didn't hate it and I didn't love it I thought it was just something I had to do to deal with anxiety and only later was it that I actually did the work after therapy I coped in my own ways of whether that be I'd play a lot of sports during the day to kind of tire me out so at night I wouldn't have to think about all the things that I was like staying up thinking about or just other small ways in which I'd almost like calm myself down or relax I found like I did that myself it wasn't like a therapist that told me how to do all these things
0: but it's interesting because like those coping mechanisms like they were a form of therapy for you and that's where I think people don't realize that therapy does come in a like in a wide variety of options you just have to figure out like which one works for you but um yeah like I remember you know specific things that my counselor would would ask me or even just say that would force me to look back on myself and be like Fuck, like why am I saying things like that? What like, kind of stuff? Um like I would always say should. Like I should do this, I have to do this, I have to do that, like I shouldn't be like this, I shouldn't say that. And she would like stop me. And even to this day I say to myself, Okay, sometimes it's appropriate to say should. Like I should eat now. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but there's other times where I'm like, No, I should not I shouldn't be saying things about myself like this or thinking this way. Because I would say something, like, Oh, I have to do this And she'd be like, Do you have to? And I'd be like I guess not. <laughs> um, I don't know. And she'd be like, "What would be the repercussions if you didn't?" You know, it'd be stuff like that. Not, not like how I said the cliché. Like, how does that make you feel? It was like really specific things that I appreciated her asking and saying. But it was never drilled into me. It was never. Um, it was just always uh, like a, a very easy conversation, you know, with someone who wasn't in my life. You know, we didn't know each other outside of that room. And she didn't know anyone that I knew. and Yeah, it allows you know, her it to be impartial. Yeah. Exactly, you know. So, yeah, it, it did benefit me. I really enjoyed it. But um, I want to ask you, actually, you know, because we've talked just on our own about, like, the different forms of therapy and stuff. And, you know, would you be, like, open to um a therapy that suited you or like you know would you be into a a talking therapy now or a drawing therapy now or
1: (laughs) well I think definitely no drawing for me but um (laughs) yeah I'm willing definitely to just talk I don't know if I'm a big fan of sitting in a room and talking to a therapist I think um like I mentioned earlier if I was to do it now I would like to, you know, go for a walk with my therapist. I've seen it before on TV, done lots with the celebs. So um, (laughs) I would love to just go for a walk with the therapist and just chat for an hour and sort of see how it goes. Because, you know, doing therapy that young, you know, nine to 12 or around that age, like you're kind of talking about the same things over and over and over again, like your, your early years of childhood. And I would like to talk less about that and more about just like, I guess, current feelings. And if that leads into, you know, oh well were you like this in your past like I have no problem digging into the past but I think it's just um being w-
0: present yeah, yeah I would
1: want a di- different approach to it now because I heard like a lot of the same assumptions when I was a kid that I just like they're exhausted like you know I've heard it so many times that like oh you're this way because of this and this it's like well and I what else think you either got either
0: you want to go to therapy to try and figure out your past or like how that has affected your your present right now I think if you were to go to therapy it would be because maybe you want to learn how to deal with stress or you want to learn how to deal with anxiety or like whatever or if you just want to talk about oh so this thing happened to me today at work and you know I really want to like figure out you know a way to deal with that instead of the way I deal with it like this you know it's like very much adult like everyday experiences do you think then that like most adults should um, seek some form of therapy just because like we're all very busy and well I wanted to even say
1: just then like I'm a very self-reflective person I always think about why am I feeling this way Um, why do I continue to feel this way or any sort of like I will without hesitation almost like reflect on the way I'm behaving or acting. So for me, it would be less about that. Um, I think for anyone, you know, seeking a therapist or thinking about it, there is no harm in talking to somebody or doing something that makes you feel at ease. But I don't always think it has to be you talking to a therapist. Like you said, there's like gardening classes you can do that is a form of therapy. So I think if you're considering it, and once again, I'm not a mental health professional. It's a great idea for sure, but I also think you would almost have to evaluate, well, what am I looking for? Because if it's meditation, maybe it's going to a yoga class. If it's, I need a distraction from everyday life, you know, maybe it's, yeah, like gardening or something or something that makes you feel relaxed. But if you want to talk to somebody, then yes, a therapist is exactly the person you're looking for. What about you? Do you think, um, Everyone can benefit from therapy. I do, by the way. I just meant more like find your type of therapy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, find your type of therapy um, if you think that would benefit you, because it's hard work being a human. You know, it really is, yeah. and we're all trying our best, and we are very hard on ourselves at times. And a lot of people think they don't deserve therapy, um, whereas you know we all we all deserve to have unconditional support from from another human or just to to know that you're being heard um and that someone cares you know we all we all deserve that so therapy is a way to to know that you're being cared for that you're being supported and that you know you're trying your best and you're only human so yeah I do think like most people would definitely benefit from having that like support in their life that support system lots of people don't yeah I completely agree if you find it difficult to open
1: up and to talk to someone, therapy will help you exercise that muscle as well. Um, I would love to hear your takeaway for this episode if you want to get into those.
0: Yeah, I just keep it short and sweet. Um, Basically, you know, there are different types of therapy. That's it. (laughs) And find the one that works for you. Exactly. It shouldn't be this scary thing. And like I said, it's an hour a week for you. That's very important.
1: Yeah, I think putting yourself first and making time for yourself is really important. And I guess that would be my takeaway. And I think just one of the most important tips for getting into therapy would be to find a therapist or type of of therapy that suits you and that you feel most comfortable with not every therapist is the same obviously you know when I was a kid I switched therapists a few times Um, so you know that is even a form of like putting work into it finding a therapist that aligns with your values
0: exactly I'm glad you said that because if you're somebody from the LGBTQ plus um, community you probably want to find somebody who is open to that you know you, you, you you want to create the safest space possible for you for that hour a week
1: oh I would want an LGBTQ plus friendly therapist exactly. for sure no maybe questions you prefer asked
0: to, to have a male therapist maybe a female therapist like this is all up to you to decide because this is your hour
1: and it's kind of empowering you get Absolutely. to control your experience with mm-hmm. it well that wraps up today's episode we love hearing your stories on how you're living a non-traditional life so keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at shifting her experience and send us a message on Instagram or review our podcast on Apple to be featured as our next woman of the week
0: yeah and make sure you download rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic and let us know your experience with Herbie and if you found it beneficial towards your personal growth see you next tuesday bye